Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. This morning we're going to be talking about the power of your praise. Look at your neighbor and say the power of your praise. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 104. Psalms 104. The Bible says this. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Let's read that again. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving or enter into his gates giving thanks. Do you know that when you walked in this morning, you should have been thankful that you made it here today? There should have been an excitement that you made it here today. There should have been an excitement. I'm not even talking into the sanctuary. Thankful that you drove up onto the campus here at Mount Pleasant High School, which becomes Christian Worship Center. On Sunday mornings, we take dominion over this land. You should come in here with the thankfulness in your heart. You might say this morning, Pastor Nick, but I'm going through stuff. You should be thankful that God gave you another day to figure some stuff out. You might be broke, but be thankful that God God's got the answer on the way. You might be sick, but be thankful that God is coming through on your behalf. Enter into his gates, giving thanks, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Let's pray. Father, God, I'm excited this morning, Lord, for your word. I pray, Father, you would challenge our hearts. Lord, teach us today. Father, more than that, God, let us leave, Father, God, changed and challenged. And as a result of that, Lord, we would never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' matchless name, we all say, amen. You may be seated. As you're taking your seats, I just want to give you a quick update on Pastor Dan and and his father. They sent uh, Brother Dan home uh, with hospice care right now. And so he, he, he was welcomed home yesterday to the house. And Pastor Dan and Sister Ann are out there with him right now and helping him to um, j- just get acquainted now in the, with this whole new uh, lifestyle, in essence. Um, he, he's doing good. I spoke with Pastor Dan on Wednesday, and he was out getting his dad an In-N-Out burger because that's what he wanted to eat. So if a man wants In-N-Out, you get a man In-N-Out, right? So he got him In-N-Out burger, and he's just spending time with him. And um, we leave things in God's hands. That's what we do. We leave things in God's hands. And so continue to pray for them. Continue to, to pray. What, what, whatever uh, the Lord wants to do, he's going to do. But I do know this, that Brother Dan is a man of God. He's touched generations upon generations. Uh, uh, there might be people here who he was your Royal Ranger commander, um, you know, or uh, the, he's influenced your life in some way. So we just pray for them. Pray for God's peace. We pray for God's hand to always be there and that God, you know, that the Holy Spirit would just rest there and just give them comfort during this time. Amen? Amen. Well, if you don't know me, um, my name is Pastor Nick. And, and, and so... Uh, it, 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 I run our Milpitas campus on Sunday morning, so that's why you may not see me if you're not, if you haven't uh, been here very long. Um, but I've been here for all 18 years of the church. I came here when we planted it. And five years ago, I took over our Milpitas campus, so that's where I am on Sunday mornings. But we're going to have a good time today. Amen? So Psalms 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving or giving thanks and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. And bless his name. You know, the Bible teaches us how we should approach God. 
It teaches us how we should approach his presence. It, it, it amazes me. It amazes me that the Western church or the Western culture takes church so lightly. It amazes me to, to see how people would, would, would opt out of a worship service, show up a, a, a little late and not even bat an eye. Do you know that God does something in worship that you can't get outside of worship? And so when you don't show up, you miss out on what God is doing. Not only that, but everybody around you misses out because there's something that you add to the dynamic of the room when worship begins to happen because something takes place when a company of worshipers come together and we begin to lift up the name of the Lord. Something begins to happen. Faith begins to rise up. Hope begins to be restored. And when we miss out, we don't only miss out, but we all miss out. The Bible gives us instructions on how we should approach God's presence. And it says that we should approach his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And that we should come into his courts with praise. In the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 through 22, the Bible tells a story of a man by the name of Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat has three different armies that are coming against him. I don't know if you've ever felt like the, the forces that were against you were maybe a little stronger than the ones that were with you at the moment. Because what looks like in reality, um, because reality lies sometimes, but reality is what reality is. And so we see things that seem like they're going to take us out. So we have here Jehoshaphat has these armies coming up against him, and he has no clue what to do. Has anybody ever been in that position? You have a whole lot coming against you, and you don't know what to do at that moment. Jehoshaphat Jehoshaphat is in this place. He's in this moment where he doesn't know what to do, so he goes before the Lord and he begins to pray. Understand, those, those situations should draw us to prayer, not to crumbling in the corner and crying like, you know, like we have no strength, right? Those situations should draw us to God's presence and draw us to God's throne room. And so in verse 20, this is what Jehoshaphat does. So, so they rose up early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and praise, the Lord said, An ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Matseer, who had come against Judah and were defeated. Verse 23 and 24. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Matseer to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude. And there were their dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. You see, situations turn around when praise begins to come out of a hard place. When the right thing comes out at the right moment, the right thing takes place. 
Jehoshaphat has a whole army, three different armies that are coming against him. He's surrounded in the natural he's defeated. There's no way that his, his people could take on these three great armies. But the Bible says that he consults the Lord and then gets a word from the Lord. And after getting a word from the Lord, the Bible says that he gives that word out to his people and he encourages them in that moment. He says, I need people to begin to sing and I need people to begin to praise God. And so that's what they do. And it sounds like a very uncommon thing to happen when you're about to go into hand-to-hand combat. Seems like a very uncommon thing to do when you got the bad doctor's report. Or when you get the news from your husband or wife or when you hear about things of your children, it seems like the uncommon thing to do. Because we want to get busy. We got to do something. And, but the Bible says Je- Jehoshaphat instructs them to praise and, and, and give glory and honor to God. And doesn't seem like that's going to do much. But you don't know what that does for the Lord. You don't know how that stirs him into action. And so the Bible says that as they begin to do that and praise, that the enemy defeated themselves. They didn't even have to fight this fight. As they went to look over, the Bible says that they seen all these dead bodies laying there. How many of you would agree with me this morning that your praise is powerful? Come on, how many would agree that your praise is powerful? You see, when we can't agree with that, it's because we don't know the purpose of praise. To you, praise is just a fast song that happens before the slow song at the beginning of the church, and that's all it is. But praise is way greater than that. It's not a part of the program. Praise does something. It encourages it. It stirs up. Praise is unifying. It brings people together. Have you ever been in a room where praise was going on and nobody was praising? You ever walk into a dead church? You see, we can't be a dead church because in our name is worship. And so if, if we're a dead church, then we have to change our name. We can't be Christian Worship Center any longer. Praise is unifying. It brings people together. When we begin to praise, all of a sudden it begins to stir up faith in the room. And pretty soon maybe you came in and you just stood there and were just spectating and Pretty soon the song just sounds too good. So your foot starts going first. And pretty soon you start bobbing your head and then maybe the hands start clapping. And pretty soon, because someone else in the room was engaging and praising and giving God their all, it caused you to change what you didn't want to do in the first place you start to do. And it happens automatically. Why? Because praise is unifying. It brings people together. You see, if if praise is unifying, if we could look at praise like this, that praise would be something that gives glory to God, but it also unifies and encourages us. But when it comes to worship, worship is my own individual thing before me and God. And so praise helps us to come together. Praise calls us together. It's kind of like the shofar. It's the blast that draws us all together. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you can't be eating a donut when praise and worship's going on. Coffee could wait. Your fellowship with people can wait till after church. This is God's moment, and God wants to do something in the body of Christ in that moment. But you can't do it sipping on a cup of coffee, dipping your donut in there, and talking about what was going on in in the world out there. Come together. Let's join together. It's God's call to bring us together. 
You see, praise is usually attributed to upbeat music. Two Hebrew words for praise I want to teach you today. The first is ruah. Someone say ruah. Ruah means this. It means to split the ears with sound. Shout for an alarm or joy. It means blow an alarm, cry, destroy, make a joyful noise. Ruah is when you are about to go into battle or are in battle. I'm shouting. There's something. I'm calling people together. There's something that's taking place. There's a, there's a noise that's happened. I'm ruah in that time. I'm, I'm, I'm shouting. I'm splitting. I'm giving commands. That's what's taking place. But teruah is the, uh, 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 an acclamation of joy or battle cry, clangor or trumpets as an, an alarum, uh, joy, jubilee, loud noise, rejoicing, shout, high joyful sound, where, uh, where uh, ruah is a battle cry, teruah is a celebration after the battle's over and you've become successful in it. So I ruah at certain points, but right after that I teruah where I begin to celebrate because God's done something in my life. You see how it takes place one Right after another, because understand this, we do not go into battle thinking that we're going to lose. You can't pray with defeat in your heart. You don't show up to church thinking, well, I don't know if God's going to show up or not. You can't go into a situation already defeated. You show up knowing, God, I don't know when you're coming through but I do know that you're going to come through. You need to change how you approach things. You see, praise is not an option. You don't get to sit there and, well, I don't know if I want to praise today or not. Praise is not an option. I remember going to a church and they said this during, during praise and worship time. If you want to stand up, go ahead and stand up. But if you don't feel comfortable, you could just go ahead and sit there. No, no, praise is not an option. You need to rise to your feet and you need to begin to give God what deserves God, even when I don't feel it at the moment. Deuteronomy 16, 16 says this. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose at the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of, ta- festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. You can't come in here empty-handed, spectating. I don't know if I want to give praise today. I don't know about this whole thing. You can't come in with that kind of attitude and expect to receive. You have to come in with an attitude saying, God, I got something. I, 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 I need something, but I'm going to give you praise. Look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says this. Therefore, by him, let us continue to offer sacrifices of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, meaning this, that you need to speak something before something begins to change. Hebrew says it's the fruit of our lips. What do we bring? How do we come? We don't come empty-handed. Maybe you don't got nothing to give, but you know what? I could give praise because that's inside of me, and I could get that thing out of me, and that could be given to God. I begin to tell God, you know what? God, you're amazing. Not because my situation says you're amazing. You're amazing because that's who you are. God, you've healed my marriage already. Not because my marriage is healed, but because I know that you're a healer and you're about to come through. God, I thank you that you provided, Lord. My stomach might be grumbling right now. I'm hungry, but Lord, I thank you that food is on the way. I want to let you know this morning that you came to the right place. 
You might be saying, Pastor Nick, I've done this church thing and it's not working. I don't know if this is for me. Maybe you haven't done the church thing the right way. Maybe you've come in today and you're, you're sitting there as a spectator saying, God, you know what? Um, I'm going to see if you're going to bless me. Let me see if you're going to do something in my life. I challenge you. Begin to praise. I challenge you. Begin to give God what's his worth. Give, give God your all. Give God your praise even when you don't feel like it. Even when it doesn't seem like it's something you should do. You see, praise is should not be quiet. I hate when people say it's too loud in the church. It's supposed to be loud in the church. It's supposed to be loud in the church. Why? Because praise and ruah is a splitting of the ear. Meaning, man, something is so loud, it, it defeats the enemy. It does something. It shakes the thing. It, it begins to happen, and, and things begin to split when I begin to praise. That's why it can't be quiet. It doesn't matter if your neighbor could sing or not. And they're way off too. And I don't know if I could praise it as if you could sing yourself. <laughs> praise should not be quiet. And praise isn't based upon my feeling. It's not based upon how I feel. That's the problem with us. Well, I don't feel like giving God praise. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing Praise isn't based upon feeling. Praise is based upon the goodness of God. Because he's good, he deserves my praise. Because he's good, he deserves my praise. You see, I don't praise because I feel like it. And I don't hold back my praise because I don't feel it at that moment. Well, you know, God, I'm going through a whole lot. At that moment should be where the biggest and loudest and most joyful praise ever comes inside of you, comes out of you. When your kids are acting fools and doing their own thing and you're saying, God, I don't know what to do. You need to give God praise and say, Lord, they're acting crazy, but Lord, you got a purpose and a plan. I thank you you gave me those children. Lord, thank you for the situation I'm in because I understand you. And a whole nother matter. I don't hold back my praise because I'm not feeling it at the moment. You see, praise unifies. So that when someone in the room doesn't have the strength to lift their arms. And all they could do is just weep through the whole service because that's the only praise that they could give. God says it's okay because your neighbor next to you is going to pull you through. That's why it's important that we come together. That's why it's important that we come together because it unifies, it stirs up faith so that someone in the room, when they're feeling weak, something happens that someone over here, their praise is so strong that it begins to get contagious for everybody. That person who couldn't praise at that moment, all of a sudden, their neighbor's pulling them through. It unifies. Someone who needs a breakthrough might be dependent upon your praise today. What if you didn't show up? What if you decided to have a cup of coffee on the way in? Or stop and talk about something that you could have talked about at another time? What if at that moment someone was dependent upon you and you weren't in the room and they missed out? That's why it's important that we get here. Praise shows a united front. 
See, when a visitor walks in and they see a church that's alive, that's when they say, I want to stay. You are the first people they encounter. Not the preaching. The preaching happens at the end. You're the first people they encounter when there's something that happens in the room. You listen. You ask people, why did you stay at Christian Worship Center? They're going to tell you a few things. But one thing is this, is that the people were welcoming and the people, there was just something about the room that day. That's why people stay, because of you. Can't hold back your praise. You see, God shows up when his church is unified. It was unity and praise that brought down the walls of Jericho. They began to march around, and everyone looked at him and said, man, you're crazy. Why do you continue to march around? Why do you continue to march around? And, and so they just did it out of obedience, not because everybody in the, in, the, in the crowd that day thought that it was such a great plan, but they became obedient. You see, can you imagine what Jehoshaphat might have thought? God, I got armies coming up against me, and you call me just to get some people to sing? That don't make sense. Joshua, you're calling the people to march around the walls and not say a thing. Don't say a word. Just march around them and then on the last day, march around them seven times and then give a shout. That doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to give God praise and say how good you are when the moment doesn't say that he's very good. Doesn't make very much sense to give in an offering basket when you know that your bank account is really low. It doesn't make sense to show up to church in a place of hope when you're feeling hopeless. It doesn't make sense to come up for prayer when the doctor already told you that you only have this long to live. It doesn't make sense to hold on to hope, to open up his word and to read his word when everything inside of you is telling you not to. Doesn't make sense to know God as, as a provider, a healer, a God who of the breakthrough, when all those things just don't seem to line up right now with your reality. God doesn't always make sense in human in our human nature, in our human reality. It doesn't always make sense, but you know what? God always comes through. God's faithful to his word and he always comes through. When we come together and we begin to praise and begin to lift up the Lord, you see, praise is a response to God's goodness. Has God been good to anybody this morning? Come on, just give them a little bit of praise right now. If he's been good to you, then he deserves praise. Not because it seems like he's good right now, but if God's been good to you, you see, if God's been good to me here, then it lets me know when I'm here and it doesn't seem like he's very good, I could call on the faithfulness of God and look, you were good to me there, so I know if you're good to me there, you'll be good to me here and you'll be good to me. I just thank you because you're good right now. You see, praise begins to come out of my mouth in those situations and hard times. Praise begins to ooze out because what's inside of you will, become, will come out of you in difficult situations. Situations have a way of pulling things out of you. It was in unity of praise that brought down the walls of Jericho. It was in the upper room where the Holy Spirit filled the apostles because they were in unity. God shows up where there is unity. You see, praise raises the level of faith in the room. It raises the level of faith in the room. You leave here saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but something inside of me tells me everything's going to be okay. 
I don't know how. People might say, well, how can you come to that conclusion? I don't know, but I just know that God is on his way to come through on my behalf. God's about to do something on my behalf. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I do know that that's what praise does when we come together and we begin to praise. It stirs up faith in the room. See, the tribe of Judah was symbolized by the lion. Judah means praise. Praise isn't supposed to be for wimps. Praise isn't something that is for those that are just kind of, uh, praise can't be cute. Praise has to be aggressive. Praise has to be powerful. It has to be authoritative. It, it has authority connected to it. The tribe of Judah was symbolized by the lion because the lion has authority and the lion has power because when praise goes forth, everybody knows it. When the lion begins to roar, you could hear that thing for miles upon miles upon miles. You know that the king just said something. You know that things began to roar. You know that things are about to change right now. When you begin to praise, especially when we come together as a company of praisers and worshipers, you know something's about to take place. That makes the enemy afraid. Because it gives notice. He could hear that for a long way down. He could hear what's going on. What's going on there at Christian Worship Center? I don't know what's taking place, but I thought we had that person defeated. Yeah, but they came together as a company of worshipers. Something's stirring in the room. Now I'm leaving saying, God, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I got a feeling that everything's going to be all right. The lion has authority and has power because praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. If it wasn't a weapon, how did it defeat the three armies? Praise is a weapon that causes God to act. And when God acts, you better watch out. I don't care how tough you are, when God's after you, God will always win the fight. It doesn't matter how big or bad you are, when God is after you, he will always win. It was praise that defeated the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Because praise has the power to open up prison doors and break chains. Look at Acts chapter 16, 25, and 26. It says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God. I don't know about you, but it doesn't seem like the situation they're in requires praise and singing at that moment. But what's inside of you will always come out in difficult moments. That's why people crumble, because what's inside of them is faithlessness. That's why people run, because what's inside of them is fear at the moment. That's why people give up, because what's really inside of them, it, it, in good times, man, it's easy to praise. When everyone comes together, it's encouraging. It's easy to hear a word in those good moments of life. But it's in the prison cells of life. The Bible says that Paul and Silas at midnight... Begin to pray and sing praises to God. While the other prisoners were listening, you see your praise has 
can loosen the shackles of everyone in your family, in your room. It, uh, I, I don't know about you, but it does something. It does something. It does something when we come wholeheartedly broken before the Lord. The Lord loves broken praise. Where God, that's all I got at the moment. I don't got money. I don't got this. I don't got that. But I'm going to give you, like Hebrew says, I'm going to give you the fruit of my lips. I'm going to tell of your goodness before you're even good right now. I'm going to tell of your faithfulness when it doesn't seem like you're faithful. I'm going to tell the how good my God is when everyone around me is telling me is not that good. And at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God while the other prisoners listened. Suddenly, a strong earthquake shook the jail to its foundations. The doors opened up and the chains fell from all the prisoners because two men decided in a deep, dark moment A deep, dark moment in a horrible situation at a bad place decided to give God what was inside of them and began to sing and to praise God. And something took place at about midnight. Before the day was about to change to the next day, something took place about midnight where their praise began to shake the foundations of the jail so hard that prison doors flew open and chains broke off. Why? Because praise is a weapon that is powerful enough to break strongholds, is powerful enough to break off chains, is powerful enough to open prison doors. Praise has the ability to do so. But in order for praise to be powerful, it has to be released. It has to be released. You can't think about praise and it be powerful. You can't just be in the room and praise be powerful. You have to participate. Not based upon feeling. Not based upon situations or circumstances, but based upon the goodness of God. And when I begin to praise because he's a good God, things begin to take place. Prison doors opened up. Everybody in the room begins to be healed. All of a sudden, moms, when you just get into the room and all you feel like doing is crying, but instead of crying, you begin to praise. All of a sudden, now your children have no choice but to hear that. And their prison doors open up. Chains fall off of their lives. When you begin to praise during a difficult moment of your life, things begin to change. Because there's power in your praise. There's power in your praise. But in order for praise to be powerful, it has to be released. I don't know how much more squeezing needs to happen in your life before praise begins to come out of you. I don't know how much more your arm needs to be twisted before praise begins to come out of you. I don't know how, how darker the night needs to become before praise begins to come out of you. You've tried everything else, but nothing's changing your situation. Why don't you give praise a chance? Because praise introduces the presence of God into the situation. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I'm going to ask you if you would stand with me this morning.
I don't need another altar call. What I need is I need to come into praise. I need to come into agreement with my brother and my sister in the room. I, I, I need something to stir in my heart. If Troy is, is here, I'm going to call him out right now. Right now, let's just lift up our hands. Let's just begin to, to ruah right now. Father, I thank you, God, in the midst of the battle that you are good. God, I thank you, God, in the midst of my storm right now that you are a good God. I thank you, Father, that you're coming through on my behalf, Lord. I thank you, Father, that if you be for me, who can be against me, Father? I thank you right now, God, that faith is in the room and it's beginning to stir up something inside of me, Lord. I'm leaving here knowing one thing. God, I don't know how and I don't know when, but I know you're coming through. Lord, I know you're coming through. I know you're coming through. I know you're coming through. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, begin to praise right now. This is how I fight my battles. You might have the armies up against you right now, but it's okay. Praise is a weapon to defeat them. Come on, begin to praise in unity and come together. This is how I fight my battles. Father, you're good. Lord, you're good. This is how I fight my battles. Father, we give you praise. Come on, don't just sing the words of the song. Give them praise. This is how I fight my battles. Let the fruit of your lips come forth right now. Begin to speak it right now. This is how I fight my battles. Lord, we praise you, God, Lord. Marriages are being restored right now, God. This is how I Lord, children my that are battles. lost, God, are coming back home right now. God, we're declaring it, Father God. Marriages that were in trouble, God, Lord, you're bringing them closer together right now than ever before. Come on, give them the fruit of your lips right now. Father, we worship you. Praise you to be Come on, praise you to be This is how I fight my battles. God, you're good. Lord, you're merciful, Father. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, if you're going through a dark time, I invite you to the altar this morning. This is how I fight my battles. 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 
praised. But now we need to tevruah. We need to celebrate how good God is. I'm not only asking you to fight my battles, but I thank you that you've already won my battle. Father, you're victorious. Come on, give him praise right now. Come on. Thank you that you've won my battle. Thank you, God, that your victory is my victory, God. If you've done something this good in your life, Even if it happened a year ago, thank you right now for it. Thank you for restoring marriages, God. I thank you, God, for restoring health, God. I thank you for restoring families right now, God. Thank you, Lord. claim that victory as well. I'm leaving this place knowing that you're restoring families. I'm leaving this place, God, knowing that you're strengthening my marriage. I'm leaving in this place, God, knowing that my healing's on its way. My breakthrough, God, the job I've been praying for, Lord, it's on its way, Lord. I'm leaving this place, God, with hope. I'm leaving this place with faith because unity of praise does something. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.